You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always great to be with you. My name is Todd Lesher, and today we're talking to new moms and moms-to-be. So if you're out there listening or you know a new mom who just is for them or a mom who's expecting and will be having a baby soon, this podcast is for them. So I knew this was an important topic because I am married to a mom and she was a new mom at one point and an expecting mom at another point, and but it was way out of my league. I, I did not know how to handle that role myself because I did not have that perspective. And so she relied on a lot of moms who had kids before. And I just tried to be available with, you know, moral support and encouragement, whatever I could do. So I had to call in some of the best moms to speak into this topic. So welcome to the moms at the table. Thank you for being on the podcast. Why don't you take a moment to introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hey, everyone. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me here. Um, excited to be part. Um, my name is Christina Sloat, and um, I am married to my husband, John, who we've been married for 11 years. And uh, we have two kids uh, who keep us on our toes every single day. Um, Jake is nine years old, and Julia is six. Um, I also um, I am part of the Forest Hill staff. I do family ministry in our South Boulevard campus. Yeah, awesome. Welcome. Hi, everyone. My name is Trina Baranek, and I am honored to be here as well. Thanks for having me, Todd, and to be joined by these other amazing moms. Um, I am married to David, and we have been married for nine years, and we have two little children. Um, Hannah is five, and Benjamin is one. We are very busy with them, and they keep us very active and a little insane at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also on staff at Forest Hill in the Adult Discipleship. Awesome. Welcome. And I am Jamoke Bernie. Thank you for having me yeah. as well. Um, I am married to Keith Bernie. He's on staff here. We've been married for six years, almost seven. Um, I moved here from Arizona. Most of my family is still there. We have two daughters. Aaliyah is four. Avery is two. Um, I'm a teacher. Been teaching for I'm going into my 15th year. Hey, it's very excited. I stick with the older kids, though, fourth and fifth graders. <laughs> um, so my, my young kids are still new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been attending Forest Hill for about four and a half years. I do the storytelling at the NODA campus, and I also... Um, participate in worship at the Nodoc campus as well. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best storytellers. Thank you. Thank you. It's always a blast to (laughs) see you in your element there. So thank you all for being on the podcast and sharing your perspective. So even though I think you all are some of the best moms, one of the truths that we believe on this podcast is there are no perfect people. Therefore, there are no perfect parents, and we all know there are no perfect children. (laughs) But we can make one another better. And so... I would love for you all to speak to some of the the moms who are expecting Mm. to be parents for the very first time or for the second time or the third Mm -hmm. time, whatever that may be, or the new moms who, as I'm sure you all experience, going, they're pulling out their hair, they're not getting much sleep, and they're just trying to figure out how to navigate parenting when it's Mm. brand new. Mm -hmm. So why don't you all take a moment to share a little bit of just your parenting journey with us? 
Um, so believe it or not, my parenting journey started like as a teenager. I remember telling my mom okay. I did not want children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I just I just felt nervous about mm-hmm. this world, and I just didn't want to bring kids into mm-hmm. the world. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you kind of fast forward into my teaching career. I learned a lot about older kids, mm-hmm. and then I kind of softened up a little bit. Like, hey, they're kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then fast forward a little bit more, I got married, and then we began to plan for our kind of parenting journey. Yep. We're big planners. Um, we kind of have this unspoken philosophy of we're going to plan for as much as we can and then leave room for God to change the plan as mm. he does mm. because it's his master plan. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, we planned for our first. We planned how we wanted to have the pregnancy, how we wanted to have the birth. Mm-hmm. God decided to change it. <laughs> I had an emergency C-section. Uh-huh. I remember almost hyperventilating because it was not as we had initially planned it, but all worked out well. Um, we kind of have run through that same philosophy, philosophy, excuse me, as Aaliyah grew up. Mm-hmm. We decided again to plan for the second one. Um, and so a year into her birth, we said, oh, you know what, let's try for our second one. Um, so we planned for that. Um, and then Avery came along. And just that philosophy of planning for as much as we can plan mm-hmm. for, and then really just being okay with saying, God, you are ultimately in charge of all this mm-hmm. and being okay with the fact that he's going to change the plan. Mm-hmm. And it has worked for us so far. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. For us, um, my, I, a little bit different than Ninja Marque, I definitely wanted to be a mom since I was a little girl playing with baby <laughs> dolls that I knew from the get-go get go that God mm-hmm. had created me to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I didn't realize it was going to take as long mm-hmm. into my life to become mm-hmm. a mother. Um, I didn't get married until I was 32, had Hannah when I was 35, and then Benjamin right before I turned <coughs> 40. <coughs> so um, that wasn't quite what my plan yeah. was going to be, but that was definitely God's plan for our family. And so I wouldn't necessarily say we have a philosophy in parenting. We do tend to fly by the seat of our pants a little bit with the grace and mercy of God along with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot of that, a lot of prayer goes into um, the decisions we make for our family and for our children, of course. Um, But it really, because I think we were a little bit older becoming parents, um, we weren't we were, we were a little bit more uh, grieved the process of losing our independence, uh, yeah, I would say. Yeah. So it, it took a little while for us to kind of come into the understanding of, um, yeah, this life isn't just about us right, anymore. Right, it, it's yes. definitely about some other little people. Yes, so. that's good. Yeah, so I think I can relate a little bit with that, just being, you know, an older mom and um, but my background, you know, it was in, in, in child development and preschool kids. So for many, many years, I was, you know, surrounded by little guys and little girls. And, um, and so that was pretty much my world, right? Just um, from school to um, just working with them. And, you know, and, and it got to a point where I, I really believed. I'm like, I got kids figured out, you know, mm. like I know everything I need to know about kids. And then I became a mom, and that was like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so, Uh you know. Um, So, yeah, so our journey was like that, too. I was was pretty much, you know, like a research junkie, just like Mm -hmm. really wanted to know everything and, you know, a planner and and had, you know, a whole birth plan and, you know, philosophy and how am I going to do things. And, you know, I had everything from like you know, what kind of mattress I'm going to want, you know, having a crib to like food and schools and, you know, philosophies and all Mm -hmm. these things. And, um, and yes, I mean, you know, uh, I became a mom and 
reality was completely different. Yeah. <laughs> Complete. I mean, I went to like square one, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's been, um, it's been a journey of uh, learning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a journey of just uh, expecting things that, you know, that you don't expect um, a lot of unpredictability. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, beautiful, but very challenging yeah. as well. And I think one of the best examples of what you were describing, Christina, is we have, you know, there's so much advertising and marketing around, oh, if you want your child to have kind of the best upbringing from before their birth, right, as they're growing in the womb, and then when they're born, they have these toys and gadgets and things like that, and it's like, oh, this is certified to boost your child's IQ. For a six-month-old, you buy them this elaborate present, you spend multiple dollars on it, and then they play with the box, right? right? And the toy just plays over to the side, so you have all these grand plans, and then they go, oh, I love this box. Oh, okay, I could have saved yeah. a lot of money just so <laughs> they could play with the box. Well, let's talk Very about true. expectations. Mm-hmm. What expectations did you all have that you can remember going into parent parenting and then how have they changed? Mm-hmm. So um, some of the expectations I had is, um, you know, I knew that life was going to be different, mm-hmm. right? I knew that, um, you know, I understood the needs of a child and I understood that, you know, um, we were going to go into transition, um, so I was expecting things to be different. I was expecting, you know, um, being needed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think I was expecting um, just being lonely, feeling mm-hmm. lonely. Um, as a mom, you know, you are with this new human being yeah. 24-7, yet you can feel lonely at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just that isolation that happens sometime in the first year, I think, mm-hmm. Um, I was not expecting that. Mm. Um, you know, I was definitely expecting just the joy and the, you know, just this overwhelming love yeah. and, and just, you know, bottomless, almost feel like energy that I don't know where it comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just because you you do it out of love and out of right. the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were many, many times, you know, and it's still, I still have those days where it's incredible, challenging and and um, and difficult, you know, and there are times where you feel sad and mm-hmm. and, and angry and mm-hmm. frustrated and um, you know and just like not yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I re- I realized that as a new dad, nothing made me feel more guilty than going out to lunch with a coworker or a student or a volunteer, knowing that my wife, a new mom, was home changing diapers, mm-hmm. feeding. Mm-hmm trying to get a little rest, mm-hmm. cleaning the house, and then doing it all over again. Mm-hmm. She's like, what'd you do today? Uh, I can't really remember <laughs> what I was up to today. What about, what about the two of you? Any particular expectations that you went into parenting with? I, I think for me, I went in with expectations of I'm, I'm a somewhat of a type A personality, so I had a lot of um, high expectations, I would say, going into parenting, especially when we found out that our first was going to be a girl. Mm-hmm. And so I had these not so much expectations on how I was going to parent, but on the type of baby she was going to uh, be. So okay. I had these expectations yep. of, oh, it's a girl. She's going to love hair bows and she's going <laughs> to love to wear beautiful dresses. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be the mom that just gets to play dress up for the first you know year of her life. Yeah. And she's not going to have an opinion about it. Well, even as an infant, they have opinions. Mm-hmm. And she hated hair bows and she could have cared less if she was in a pretty dress. Um, so that that really kind of messed with my mind a little bit, I'd sure. say. Um, but also, I, I, I really agree with Christina. Um, the 
loneliness that I felt when I first became a mom was shocking to Mm me. Um, This was, again, a desire that I had that God had put on my heart, and I knew it was a desire from God since I was a little girl. And the emptiness and loneliness I felt from becoming, when I first became a mom, just surprised me to the point of, um, I just, I didn't know how to deal with it. It it was almost like I lost a little bit of, a little bit of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I have always worked full time. I, I know that I'm called to be in ministry Mm -hmm. here at Forest Hill Church and to be on maternity leave for 12 weeks, um, I lost a little bit of myself sure. in that. My yeah. identity kind of became, well, now, yes, I'm David's wife, and I'm now Hannah's mother, but where's Trina? Like, yeah, where is yeah. she in all of this? Mm-hmm. And so that really surprised me. I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, and it took a, a, a lot of um, counseling, mm-hmm. <laughs> some counseling, not a lot of counseling, mm-hmm. and just some working through some of yeah, those emotions yeah. to figure out, like, oh, no, she's you're still there. You're mm-hmm. just, there's another title that you have yeah. now. It's a really cool title, mm-hmm. and it's an amazing yeah. incorporate God's given you, but you're still there. You're still the same person you right. are. So right. just trying to figure out how to incorporate all of those things. Yeah. Yeah, loneliness was definitely a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but my expectations as a teacher, it mm-hmm. went from me realizing or at least me thinking that I had to teach my kids everything. Mm-hmm. I went from, oh, my gosh, how am I going to teach a child to walk? How am I going to teach a child to go to the bathroom? Like, I think I was to the point where I was becoming overwhelmed with it. But then I just began to realize as a mom, it wasn't me teaching. I just felt like God put in them this curiosity to where they yeah, just wanted to do it and it began to develop. Like I literally remember I'm going to have the first kid who does not use the bathroom. Cause I'm like, how do you teach? I was researching online, teach your kid to go to the bathroom in three days. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like how do people do this? But then it's like, they're just curious. They see you doing it. Yeah. They want to try it. And so I just felt and they like they still haven't gone to the bathroom. They, 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 know. They, they, know, they know how to go to the bathroom. At least one does. I'm now teaching Avery how to go to the bathroom. But again, like even she is looking at her yep. older sister, And she's like, oh, I want to go to the potty, even Mm -hmm. though she's not really going. She sits on it and she feels like she's doing Mm -hmm. something. But I just had this huge expectation that I had to know how to Mm -hmm. do everything and then be expected to teach them, which as a teacher, I thought I could do that. Mm -hmm. But it was just overwhelming. And so I just feel like God has changed that because Mm -hmm. he put that in them. He Mm -hmm. put that curiosity, Mm -hmm. that desire and that need to just explore and okay, what what is mommy doing now? Mm -hmm. I want to do that. And that Mm -hmm. just feeds the desire. And for me, the only thing left for me to do was just be consistent. So I saw her sitting on it. Okay. Every day we're going to sit on it every morning. Mm -hmm. And from there, they are using the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Well, let's talk about messages Mm -hmm. that moms here because Mm. it's just our culture. It's just messaging, messaging, messaging from so many different platforms and channels. So what are the messages that moms hear that you all would like to address or squash Mm -hmm. or emphasize? And what messages did did you all wish you had heard Mm. as new and expecting moms? Okay, I'll start with a message that I have heard and I think needs to continue to be heard, yeah. um, both as a, as a mother and as a teacher. Consistency is key. Yeah. Like getting your kids on a consistent schedule not only makes it easier for you, but it gives some control to the kid. Mm-hmm. It helps them to know, okay, I know every day at this day I have breakfast and then I know I, I start to play something or just some type of schedule. So whatever it is, I think just being consistent with um, whatever you choose to do in your home mm-hmm. is key. 
Um, some messages I think we need to squash is this whole message of the, the cool mom, the mm-hmm. friend mom. Yeah. I think it's great to be your kid's friend. And I definitely think that that's something as, you know, as they begin to grow into adulthood, you'll begin to even see that your relationship changes. I know I'm not there yet, but my mom and I are great friends. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in these like developing stages, like you need to create a presence for yourself as the authority. Mm. You know, you don't want to have to defer to someone else to 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 be the authoritative figure for your children. Yeah. You know, you don't want that teacher to only experience your child when they listen. They need to listen for you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to create that sense of, hey, my mom is in charge mm-hmm. and I know what to do cuz she tells me to do it and I do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So kind of squashing the message of be your kid's friend, be the cool mom, uh, be the yeah, mom yeah, everybody yeah. wants to be around. Yeah. yeah. It's great, but it's not needed. Yeah, they'll they'll end up taking advantage of that in some way or another at some I agree. point. So. I agree. I think for a message that I heard a lot, um, you know, with my first pregnancy was not really a message, but it's just everything seemed to counter or contradict each other. Like, you know, you need to breastfeed or no, but formula is fine. Or you need to do this, but this is also fine. And it just, it was so confusing and so overwhelming for me that my encouragement would be for an expecting mom or a new mom is just you're the only mother that your child has and and same for for their father and you need to do that what's best for your child but mm-hmm. also what's best for your home yeah. um if that means you nurse the child until they're two great if that means you have to start formula in the hospital before you even go home that's fine too it, it's the um the trying to keep up with what everybody else is doing, sure. I guess, yeah, is, is, is that may not work for your family. Mm-hmm. And you have to take the pressure off of yourself as a new mom of trying to do what you think is expected of you or what society wants from you or what your neighbor wants from you. Mm-hmm. But you have to do what's best for you and your child and for your family. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a hard lesson to learn because you, you're new at this and you don't, you don't know a lot of the details and a lot of the ways to do things yet. And a lot of it's trial and error. And that's really, really scary when you're a new mom and you have this little being that depends on you for everything. Um, But you really just have to lean into God at that moment and go, God, you're going to provide everything that my family needs. You're going to provide everything that this little baby needs. Um, And if it doesn't look exactly like it looked for my sister or my cousin or my next door neighbor or whatever, then that's okay. Because yeah. that's what, that's what our family needs. Yeah. Um, so I really just wish that would just get squashed. I think that's really that important. You don't would... have to be another mom Not for your all. child. Not at all. Right. You're you, the only you're, mom. God wired you. Absolutely. Every, obviously every child needs attachment and they mm-hmm. need us to embrace them, but mm-hmm. they need it through your personality, through your mm-hmm. care, your personal touch, all that Absolutely. sort of stuff. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree, Trina. I think that, you know, there is this whole expectations and, um, you know, we're just bombarded by um, but advice and suggestions. And, you know, I, I, I really believe, I mean, the root of this is like we all want out there as mom that we can be. Yep. Um, and so there's a lot of well-intentioned advice, you know, out there from friends and families. And, you know, and we're constantly, um, you know, reading the books or, you know, Googling or searching, you know, what's best for this and what do I do for that? And, you know, and I think that you can find a lot of very, um, you know, just affirming statements pretty much about everything, right? Um, if you, like you said, you know, if you if you are giving your, your baby formula, if you're breastfeeding, if you put a blanket on the crib or not, or, you know, if you're not buying this stroller or this mm-hmm. baby bottle, or, you know, if you take your child to the child, you know, the early 
um, development, you know, classes yeah. or whatever. Um, I, I agree. I think that um, just like you are, um, you know, your child is unique. Um, the way you mother your child is going to be unique. Mm-hmm. And so whether that you are a, um, you know, a, a mom that's adopting a child mm-hmm. and or you are, you know, giving birth to this mom, mm-hmm. to this baby, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the way you're going to parent, parent that child um, is going to be unique. Mm-hmm. And so you, you just have to embrace that, you know, mm-hmm. and just like um, I think that it just just really taking that advice with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. and all of those suggestions um, with a grain of salt and just figuring out, you know, if that's what works for you and your family. I imagine it's easy to get stuck on the details. Mm -hmm. It's like, am I doing this? Am I doing this right? Are the dials turned to exactly the right degree and the amount and everything like that? Something that's helped me is my wife, she simplifies things so well. I think that works for our family structure and style. But I've heard her say that the things that kids need that early uh, childhood is they need us to read to them, to play with them, and to love them. Mm-hmm. Like, And whatever detail you do that, you know, it could be out of the mm-hmm. playground, it could be inside on the floor, you mm-hmm. know, it could be right. a book in your lap, or it could be a book on tape. You, mm-hmm. Tape? What are those? <laughs> <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> so disregard that mm-hmm. comment about the tape. Um, but <laughs> those sort of things, and that... that yeah helps, but how you do it at your own mm-hmm. personal style. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this may be connected, but I, I, I know because my wife felt it, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of moms feel undue pressure. Mm-hmm. So what are the, the top pressure that, that new moms and expecting moms feel and how can they find some relief? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, it, it's the pressure of just you know, not messing up your child, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, the pressure of just being a good mother, mm-hmm. you know, um, that whatever decisions that you're making, whether, you know, you stay at home with your child or you are a working mom or, you know, um, what you're feeding your baby or, you know, or what you're not feeding your baby. I think that all of those, um, all of those decisions, um, you know, they, they can be, they can put a real pressure mm-hmm. on, on a mom. And I think that you, um, as a parent, I think you have to guard your heart. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to uh, remember that, you know, you are able, that God has given you that ability. Um, and you have to seek him. Um, and you have to take care of yourself. You mm-hmm. have to care, you know, for yourself. I think that, you know, you, you've heard that before, you know, mm-hmm. a happy mom um, has a happy child, you know. And, yeah. and I think that's so true. Mm. That's so true. Yeah, that's mm. good the pressure to feel like you have to do it all. Um, there's so much weight in asking for help and it is so difficult as a mom or as a woman, I think in general to ask for help. Um, I can't speak for men, Todd, but for women, I think it's very hard to ask for help. Um, and as a new mom, you're going to need help. And it's, there's something to, um, getting at getting that pressure out of your mind that you have to do it all yourself and you have to do it all correctly. Um, I lived in that for a long time Mm -hmm. with, with my first of just going, well, no, you know, I do have to do it all by myself. And and to the point where my husband was even looking at me going, I'm right here. uh, (laughs) Let let me change a diaper. Let me, you know, do wash the bottles or whatever it may Mm be. Um, and it's not just those things. It's, it's that there's this, that, that old saying that, you know, when you have a child, it's your heart walking around on the outside sure. of your body is yeah. 100% accurate and true because that is that is your heart walking outside of your body. And you're, you do feel that pressure to do everything for that person and you want to, 
but you have to take that pressure off yourself and understand that God didn't create you to do everything. Yeah. Um, he gave, hopefully, luckily, he gave you a spouse yeah. to share that with. He gave you a community of yeah. other moms, of other um, friends and uh, people to come alongside you and support you. So find that if you don't have that community of people, find that before you even have your baby mm-hmm. so that you can have even to the point of people bringing meals over or just coming and sitting and holding the baby so you can lay down for a few minutes. Just yeah. little things like that go a really long way in taking the pressure off of yourself that you have to do it all and you have to do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I um, To kind of connect to that, I felt pressures kind of from two places, mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. of course. You know, you keep scrolling through and you see the best images mm-hmm. of motherhood and you kind of can compare yourself to it. Yeah. Um, and for me, like I had to just recently at the beginning of this year get off social media because mm-hmm. for me it was it was just this consistent, constant trap of just scrolling through. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, I had to I had to cut it. Yeah. Um, my second like biggest like form of pressure was just family mm-hmm. like. I know, you know, you get advice from family. They want to help you. And so I did struggle with wanting to do it, but then also wanting the help. And then either sometimes the help was unwanted or sometimes the help was in the form that they wanted to give it (laughs) and not in the form that I needed it. Um, And stay at your house was a big sense of pressure for me, especially in the beginning stages, because everybody wants to stay at your house and help you and you feel the need to host. But yet you're a new mom and you're in pain and you're struggling. And so (laughs) it was very it was very overwhelming initially. But one bit of advice I would say is to just create and set some boundaries as far as with your in-laws, with your own mom and siblings, Um, just set boundaries to where. Like you guys said, you are the mother. Um, And then however you need that help, you say, hey, today, you know what? It would really be helpful to me if you cook some dinner. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, do you mind, you know, holding the baby after she wakes up from her nap time? Mm -hmm. It really began to help once I did more, I guess, delegating and setting the boundaries because it was causing me some stress a little bit. Yeah. 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 Well, that kind of goes to, yeah, what Christina said just about protecting not just your family, your time, but yourself mm-hmm. as well, which is really important in that because life will let you join it again. But for that period of time, yeah. whether it's, you know, the, the 12 weeks that you talked about, mm-hmm. Trina, but life is going to be waiting for you, yeah. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and you can jump back in. But the the importance of protecting right. some of those things with your with mm-hmm. your boundaries. Yeah. I Just one thing I wanted to add to is, um, you know, I think that we live in, in a world, in a society where perfection is like something that everybody's like going after. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, we're all going to lose that battle. Like we cannot Mm -hmm. attain that perfection, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that is in a clean home or in a, you know, perfect child Mm -hmm. or, you know, or a perfect body image or Mm -hmm. this perfect, you know, um, marriage. I think we're just all trying to do the best we can. Mm -hmm. Um, And so give yourself grace and be yeah. kind to yourself because mm-hmm. and just realize that it's not gonna you know it's not gonna look perfect yeah. but it, it is God's plan and and you know and, and that's how he designed it yeah. and, and it's okay and you you know just let go of that um because I kind of chased after that too you know mm-hmm. just wanting to be the host and wanting mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have the house and the fresh meal and yeah. the baby and and everything else was just like I 
my goodness, I can even like microwave something right now. Like it's yep. just not and tonight, happening. We're you just know? gonna have peanut and butter I'm and jelly my, again. Yeah. You know? And I've been <laughs> in this okay. pair of sweats for like four <laughs> right. days, you know? Yes. Um, yep. and that's just how it is. Yep. And so um, and it's okay. Well, let's yeah, go there a little beautiful. bit mm-hmm. further because just in the, in the culture that we live in, there are comparison traps all over the place. Jamoka, you mentioned that with social media. But then there's a lot of mom shaming yeah. out there as well. And so when you when you were talking about you don't have to be perfect, you think about the grocery store. So you take your baby out. Or there's germs everywhere. And so you've braved the germs, right? You've got them in the car seat. You got them in the the buggy at the grocery store and you're walking through and they're screaming. So there must be something wrong with you as a parent, right? Or the clothes are too tight or they're on the the wrong diaper or their diet, you know, is that you ate something and it came through in the milk. Mm -hmm. And so running through all that stuff, you just can't get it right. So how can moms guard themselves from the comparison trap or mom shaming? Mm. Yeah, that's a real thing. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think that we just all need to agree to stop that. Yeah, right <laughs> here, know? right now. Like, we'll right now, let's just agree agreement. on that. Yep. Um, <laughs> because we're not walking in their shoes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and no one is walking in our shoes. Mm-hmm. And we don't know the struggles. We don't know, you know, if they had two hours of sleep or, yes. you yes. know, we don't know um, parents that, you know, maybe there's five other kids in the house, you know, mm-hmm. waiting for this mom. And she's, you know, she's at the grocery store, like you were saying, you know, at 10 o'clock at nine with her one-year-old, but that's, that's what she can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, we just need to remember that. We need to remember that um, each person has a story mm-hmm. and they're, you know, yeah. and they're doing their best they can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and instead of, you know, doing the stares or the shame or mm-hmm. the judging, you yeah. know, and, and trying to, you know, even offer something. Because sometimes people, you know, well-intentioned friends, like, will, you know, offer that advice or something. And, and but I think that we all need to just really kind of, do some checks mm-hmm. in ourselves and, mm-hmm. and be like, you know, am I, am I really building this person up? Am I encouraging mm-hmm. this mom? Yeah. Or am I just trying to, you know, say something to validate my own sure. right. ways of doing right. things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could not agree more, Christina. Mm-hmm. I think we just put it all to rest right now. There's no more mom yeah. shaming, no yeah. more comparison. I would just, I, I hate that for so many women and I, myself as well, but I, I wish for all of my sisters that are are moms just to know we're all on the same team like we're we're not fighting against each other we're not um in a battle against each other we're all on the same team and i would just love to see a community of moms come around each other and just love and support each other in all of our differences and if there's you know some similarities or something going on in our family that you've you've dealt with and then yes please give me the advice on how you dealt with that i would love to get that encouragement and that that support um however don't expect me to mm-hmm. always implement your way because yeah. you think your way is is the right way kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing um but just come alongside each other and support each other in that and knowing that this is a journey that we're all on it's an amazing and beautiful and powerful journey in raising children but it's also hard and challenging and scary at times and to have the support of other moms is just the genuine support I would say genuine support of other moms is is uh, priceless it's priceless to have a community of people uh, around you who are there supporting you and encouraging you um, and loving you in in the hard stuff as well yeah Trina, I agree with everything mm-hmm. you said. Um, if I could just mimic it. <laughs> I'm going to agree um, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm agree. Um, I think one other thing I've just realized, mm-hmm. 
like complimenting moms. Oh, it's yeah. just so yeah. like yeah. like I don't know if it's a, just a lost art, but yeah. I know like if I see a mom like oh my gosh your children are beautiful mm. or oh they're behaving so well, just complimenting a mom I just feel like opens up that mm-hmm. sisterhood of mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah. someone sees me we're in this mm-hmm. together this is not me just you know, stringing my kids along and Mm -hmm. going to the store and getting what I need to get. So I think a simple compliment. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if all mothers just realized, kind of just open up your mouth, say something kind to that mother, Mm -hmm. that goes a long way. And then even if you see something that you like that a mother is doing, ask her for advice. Mm -hmm. You know, even just that asking for advice affirms her and shows her, Hey, I'm doing something right. Mm -hmm. And it encourages. I know when someone comes up to me and asks me how I'm doing something, it makes me feel like, I'm semi in authority on it. You know, I kind of straighten my posture up a little bit. So I think just kind of opening, opening up our mouths as mothers really can create this bond, this sisterhood. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Modeling the curiosity that we want from our children, right. That you're saying, uh, instead of feeling like we know the answers to everybody's problem. And I know that's hard. It takes humility. I love the empathy piece. We're on the same team as parents. Right. We just have a specific responsibility mm-hmm. to these children. Hopefully we have a similar goal, and mm-hmm. it's raising adults mm-hmm. who can function <laughs> in the world and make the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah. But it reminds me of the scriptures uh, mm-hmm. in the New Testament somewhere. But I think uh, the Apostle Paul wrote, as the body of Christ, we celebrate mm-hmm. together, we rejoice mm-hmm. when others rejoice, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. mourn when others mourn. So when you apply that to parenting, specifically to moms, is you celebrate what moms are doing well, and then you mourn along with mm-hmm. a mom. Not in, in mourning, we all have had those moments when someone is mourning and we tell them what they need to do, and it's, well, that was not the right thing to say. They just needed you to be there. Mm-hmm. And so if a mom mm-hmm. is going through the difficulty of parenting, it's the arm over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, It's just time on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then if they're, they're winning at parenting, let's cheer them on. So I think as parents, we should be each other's cheerleaders. So I love mm-hmm. what you said about mm-hmm. being each other's teammate and mm-hmm. in each other's corner. So let's just uh, give a piece of advice for for those parents out there listening. Uh, what was a good piece of advice you did receive as a parent? I think um, one of the best pieces of advice when I went back to work, as most of us mothers probably have to do, um, your kids come first. It mm-hmm. was really tough for me to really juggle being a really good teacher still, uh, yeah. but then like giving my kids the exact amount of attention that I felt like they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just really coming back to my kids come first, so I need to make sure that, you know, I do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I still, I still, I say this to other moms and I repeat this to myself almost on an hourly basis when I'm home with my children is I'm the only mother that God gave yeah. these kids. Yeah. He didn't pick anyone else to be their mother. Mm -hmm. And so if you can keep that on the forefront of your mind, even when you're pulling your hair out with a tantruming three-year-old or whatever it may be, um, God made you to be their mother. Um, Whether you're an adoptive mother, a biological mother, it doesn't matter. God still made you to be their mother. And he knew that that you were the mother that they needed. Mm -hmm. So that just, I again, like I said, I say that over and over to myself because it gets me through some of the hard times in parenting. And then when you sit back and go, oh, God made me to be their mom. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a that's a really cool place to sit in. Yeah, yeah I love that. And um, 
I think just allowing yourself to have those, um, sometimes, you know, you, you have those feelings of this overwhelming love and, and this joy and this, you know, precious life that's there and like, you know, and, and yes, you know, and it's happy and it's great and all of that. Um, but like I said, you know, in, in the beginning, you know, you, you can also, also feel lonely and sad and just, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure things out and achy and, you know, and obviously, I mean, sleep deprivation is real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is real. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just allowing yourself um, to have both feelings, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and being okay with that and mm-hmm. just realize and not feeling guilty because one day, you know, you're just so exhausted that you don't want to sit on the floor and play with your baby mm-hmm. or you did not give your child, you know, tummy time for <laughs> right. 35 minutes and you're beating yourself up. With it, yep. Right. Yep. So just like allow yourself to just um, go through that transition and, and the best way that you can um, seek God for it. Mm-hmm. Um, care, um, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, or I personally did a lot of, again, research and everything was just about the baby. Right. And, and, you know, you have a baby shower and it's about the baby mm-hmm. and, and everything, you know, you receive gifts and, and you buy things and it's all about the baby. Uh, but often we forget about, um, just the huge transition that, you know, moms are going to go mm-hmm. through. Right. I mean, physically, emotionally, um, you know, you name it. And so finding time and finding little things, right? Mm-hmm. So that just reminds you of who you are, yeah. mm-hmm. um, right? So if you are, you know, someone that maybe before, you know, you were just really into makeup and mm-hmm. doing your hair and stuff like that, like find a little time to maybe, you know, I don't know, put some lipstick on mm-hmm. or something yeah. during the day that just kind of like reminds you of those things, right? So like for me it was, um, I really like coffee from this coffee shop and I wanted to go and and so just finding time that maybe I couldn't do it every day like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe once a week, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, John, I really need 15 minutes. And by that, I mean a whole week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 15 minutes would be great just to go by myself and go grab myself this cup yeah. of coffee here and just be quiet. Yeah. You know? You're and pouring so much out. It's time. Add, um, Absolutely. You know, so like, fill your so, cups, yeah, whatever those good. cups are. With that too, Christina, I would add um, a great advice that my husband and I were actually given is to go ahead and schedule date night mm-hmm. before you even have your first child. Like it doesn't have to be a routine consistent thing, but already in your mind, know how many like six weeks, eight weeks, how many ever weeks into after the birth of your child have something on the calendar where it may just be mother-in-law or mom, grandma, whoever's watching the baby for an hour and you and your husband take a walk around the block, just the two of you. It doesn't have to be a full date. Mm -hmm. Um, But go ahead and block that off and make that time and that reconnection with your spouse a priority because that unintentionally can just kind of fall to the side Um, because there is this little being who takes up so much of your time. So I feel like taking care of yourself, like you were saying, Christina is number one important, but also making that time to be with your spouse and reconnect with them as adults, not just as parents, um, as as, as a husband and a wife. I totally agree. That was probably one of my biggest struggles was kind of this self-care aspect of being a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, My friend has this company and I bought a shirt from her and I remember like I wouldn't buy it for so long because I felt like I wasn't doing what the shirt was Uh. telling me to do. (laughs) And, you know, the shirt was boasting about how self-care is not being selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, you're Mm -hmm. not being selfish by taking care Mm -hmm. of yourself. And I'm only four years in the game and I'm still trying to figure out, okay, what did Jamoke like to do? What, how do uh, I take yeah. care of Jamoke? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I just would encourage mothers out there, give yourself some time. 
again, I, like I said, I'm four years in. I don't know if it took you guys. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you have, what, a nine-year-old. Maybe mm-hmm. it took you. Mm-hmm. You're still trying to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm gradually beginning to get to a point where mm-hmm. I have some time to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I, I think I know that Jesus loved children. I think mm-hmm. there are a number of stories in the scriptures, and I, I think he valued family. But we don't have any words from Jesus' mouth to new or expecting moms uh, in any of his teachings. Obviously, you can, you know, figure out a way to apply it to new and expecting moms. He did talk to Mary, and he was like, hey, I got a surprise for you. <laughs> You're pregnant. <laughs> um, and then and then there was that. And so we'll wrap up here, but I would love for you all to encourage our listeners. Mm. If Jesus were to speak to new and expecting moms, what do you think you would have to say? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think if Jesus were with us today, I think he would really kind of just magnify the power that he's given us. Mm. Like he's entrusted us to develop and grow Mm. a new life. Mm -hmm. And just coupling that with how much he loved children and he's given us that power to really develop and grow them. I just feel like that should encourage new moms to realize he, he put this big responsibility yeah, on yeah, us. Yeah, you know, yeah, you should kind of yeah. puff up your chest a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. He's trusted me to do this, so we can yeah, do he it. He believes in you. Yeah, he to, believes to in be, me. To parent. Right, yeah. right. That's great. I agree with that. I think he would um, remind us that, you know, you've got this. You've got this mm-hmm. parenting thing. You've got this mothering thing, um, but I've got you. Yeah. yeah. So simple nice. as that. Like, mm-hmm. I've got you, and you've got this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um I think that he would also remind us that, you know, he's not expecting um, perfection mm-hmm. out of us. Um, you know, he's not expecting us to be a perfect parent or have the perfect child. Um, he is just expecting us to love this new life mm-hmm. and love him um, and trust him. Like mm-hmm. you guys were saying, you know, just trust him um, and seek him. I think that, you know, with um, just the the birth of Jesus, you know, when you think about like you know, Mary being mm-hmm. so young and yep. not married. And I mean, all of these things, right. And, and, and Jesus like being born in a barn and, mm-hmm. you know, amongst animals and it was yeah. probably stinky and smelly uh-huh. and, you know, yeah. who knows. Right. I mean, it was not perfect at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yet it was his perfect plan. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think that just, he would remind us that, you know, being a mother and being a parent, you know, can be messy mm-hmm. and can be challenging, um, but it is, it's, it's a beautiful thing yeah. and that we're okay. He's got <laughs> yeah, it. That's He's good. Jesus will remind you, mm. hey, I was born in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was good for me, then, you know, it's okay with you guys. <laughs> Your home may feel like a zoo, but I was born in a barn. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you all for being on this episode and sharing your insight with our listeners. Let me say a prayer. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for the gift and privilege to be parents. Thank you for the moms around the table, the moms at our church and in our communities. And I pray that they would listen to this and be reminded that you're with them and that you love them, that you're not disappointed mm-hmm. with them, uh, that you believe in them and that you have given them just like Jamoke said, the power, the strength to parent. And we won't have all the answers. We won't have it all figured out. But if we would love and care for our children and take care of ourselves, that our children will be okay. 
I pray for the new and expecting moms that you would guard them against some of the traps that we get stuck in and the mom shaming out there. I pray that we would be a church that cheers moms on, that we would celebrate with them, that we would grieve with them, but that we would be their biggest fans uh, because I know the moms around the table have uh, benefited from that and appreciated those people in their lives who came alongside of them as a friend uh, to be there in the hard times, in the good times, uh, in, in the times that aren't on the perfect social media feed. And so I pray that you, you would meet the moms where they are and reassure them that you're walking alongside of them as that. We thank you for this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.